in your own life, you think, uh-huh, I'm the only person not not spending like everybody else. And I think at that point you start you start thinking that what like, what's wrong with me? But then you you immerse yourself in this financial independence movement and you see all of these other people who are like, yeah, it's cool to drive your old car and yeah, it's cool not to upgrade your electronics. And you kind of feel like, yes, I found my people. Welcome to the Quit Work Podcast, 15-minute conversations with people who have quit their job and gone their own way. I'm Mark and today I'm talking to Angie, who quit an accountancy job after eight years to take a three-month pastry course in Paris, and then quit another accountancy job after 10 years to find adventure in Thailand. She's hoping that this time she's quit the corporate life for good. Angie, welcome to the Quit Work Podcast. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me. Two accountancy jobs at two big corporations. So what was that like? I come from an immigrant family, so it was always very important to get a job or get an education that'll get you a good job. So I picked accounting, but I can't say it was my calling in life and something I wanted to do forever. So I kind of used it as a means to an end, get a job, save all your money, and then figure out a way to do something amazing. After I working at my first job, I ended up Quitting, everything in my life was just really good and I needed it to be great, not just good. And so I thought, let's quit, let's go to Paris, let's learn to bake and and yep. travel all around Europe. And it was absolutely amazing. And then after that, doesn't pay the bills to quit and travel. So I um, went back to another accounting job at another company and I was there for 10 years. And, and during that time, just kind of looked at my life and thought, this isn't what I want to do full time and thought that. I would just work really hard to find a way to leave and try something new. So I've asked you what you liked most and what you liked least about your accountancy jobs. And for the least, you mentioned things like long hours, getting too little vacation, having to ask for permission for vacation, goals, meetings, politics. But the one thing that I particularly wanted to ask you about was the Sunday night dread. Tell us about the Sunday night dread. <laughs> the Sunday night dread. I find... Just after noon on Sunday, you kind of get that those knots in your stomach and you look back at the weekend and realize you haven't done anything or you haven't done enough and you just have a whole work week ahead of you. And and I, I don't think I'm alone in feeling it. A lot of people I know do. And it just the hours just feel like minutes as Sunday goes darker and darker and you just feel like your life isn't your own. You just feel like you're 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 living to work at a company that you're just not that happy with. So it was one of those things where every Sunday night I just felt, I felt like I was in knots all the time and it's just not a good way to live. Yeah, it's really not. I think most people who have Monday to Friday jobs know that feeling at some time in their career. There are some of us who are blessed and uh, are very happy to go to work on a Monday morning. But Oh, I envy them. For sure. Yes, I envy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I envy the people who really thrive in their jobs. It's just what I was doing, I wasn't yeah. one of them. So let's go back to that first time you quit um, to, uh, and you went to, to take the pastry course in Paris. I love, I love it that you did that. Um, how did that come about? What made you make that decision? Um, I was at my job for about eight years. And I think, I think when you start your career, it's all exciting and you're getting promoted every year or two and it's just full of opportunities. You're getting a paycheck for the first time. And after about six or seven years, the excitement kind of started to wear off. And, and like I mentioned, it 
I, I kind of looked at my life and I thought everything here is really good, but nothing here is great. There's nothing in my life that's great. I, 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 and, I, and I needed something to change. And so I thought, you know what, I can go to another job, but that's not, that's not, not enough change. It's going to be the exact yeah. same thing in a different location. So I thought, let's just change it all up. Let's go to a completely different location. Let's find something amazing to do. And I've always been interested in baking. And so I enrolled in the Cordon Bleu in Paris. And I flew over there. I had no idea what to expect. Um, I remember everyone asking me, are you really excited? I'm like, well, not really. I, I don't know what to expect. I don't know what I'm doing. So yeah. <laughs> there was no excitement going into it. But I went and I did that and it was such a great way. And I, and I did that one alone and it was a really great way to, to do that alone because you're in an organized structure with other people who are there alone and you meet, you meet people really, really quickly and you have kind of a purpose. So I think I had class um, part-time classes while I was there and we baked and ate like crazy, which was fantastic. And then on our days off, we traveled and we went to different countries and it was just such an amazing three month experience. And I think it was what I was looking for. It was something great in my life. And it, and it did change other things at home, which, which was, it, it, it became a catalyst, which was really great. So, so say more about that. What were you thinking you would come back to and, and how, how did that change over the three months? Um, actually, you know what? Um, I think the biggest thing for me was I was, I was in my early thirties at the time. And I was just perpetually single and all your friends are getting married and I'm going to all of the same um, bars and nightclubs and parties and, and whatnot. And you're just not meeting anybody. You're doing all the online stuff. And I think when I came back, you kind of change your scenery. You change where you're going. You change what you're doing. And I met the right person. And and I think that part really changed for me afterwards. And I, and I wouldn't have met him had I not left. So it worked out really well. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, I, I think people underestimate how much just a change of job and a few months break can change just break you out of whatever direction you're going in and open up new possibilities yeah. over the next 10 years in that uh, second corporate job did you have like financial independence in mind as a goal or did you think you would be uh, working in that job forever what what was your thought process there um that that's a that's an interesting question i've i've always been i think naturally frugal so yeah. I've always just saved money, never really thought about why, just not spending, you know, kind of living within yeah. your means. And it's something that I continue to do. I, again, didn't think about why I was doing it. And um, my, my, um, my husband there was, was kind of the same minded. He would save his money and save his money and save his money. And it was one of those things where a couple of years ago, we kind of did the math and we thought, hey, maybe in 2022, we'll, we'll get to our goal. And I think, I think it was always an, something we were striving for, but it became clearer and clearer as we got closer to our goal. So we always yeah. knew we were frugal. We always knew we wanted to be frugal. We always knew we wanted to save our money. And then the more you save, the more you start thinking about what you can do with your saved yeah. money. And so it was one of those things where, I, I mean, you can look back and say, yeah, yeah, it's always what we were working towards, but yeah, I don't indeed. think you really know until you get closer to your goal about what yeah. you're doing. How did you even know about the financial independence movement? Because uh, I mean, I'm, or even the concept of financial independence, because I'm the same. I'm, I've always been uh, very frugal and I've always saved lots of money. But again, I didn't have a particular goal in mind. I didn't even know this existed until a few years ago. Yeah, same, same. I think um, the internet is such a great 
great source for information. I just, I, I started with one blog that I started reading. And then from there, you start reading another and another and another. And you start reading all of the books, the psychology of money, the four hour work week, which I poured out all, all of the ones that are, that are cult favorites. Um, you watch the vlogs, you start listening to podcasts, and suddenly you start surrounding yourself with it. And it's, and it's such a great community, because in your own life, you think, uh-huh, I'm the only person not not spending like everybody else and I think yeah. at that point you start you start thinking that what, what's wrong with me but then you, you immerse <laughs> yourself in this financial independence movement and you see all of these other people who are like yeah it's cool to drive your old car and yeah it's yep. cool not to upgrade your electronics and you kind of feel like yes I found my people and so you start reading what they've done with their money and what they've been able to achieve and how they've been able to travel and leave a job that they may not love or even just work at it full time. And, and I think it was just discovery, just little bits of discovery bit, bit after bit, but it's been, it's been a great journey to hear about other people's stories. Yeah, it's good not to feel like quite such an alien when you meet uh, other people on the internet who are doing the same kind of thing or thinking in the same kinds <laughs> <Yes>. of ways. <laughs> yes. So as you were getting uh, closer to 2022 and you were kind of thinking, okay, well, we could um, we could probably quit now. Did you um, did you have second thoughts as the date approached? Did you have any doubts about uh, uh, quitting that second job? Oh my goodness, yes. So many <laughs> It's It's really, I think, it's just really hard to walk away from a steady paycheck. And I yeah. think people underestimate that. And, and I think that was our biggest concern. It's how do we just walk away from this? And then with COVID as well, it was just, yeah. okay, if we quit our jobs, are we going to be sitting at home because the rest of the world is going to be closed? So <laughs> yep. you didn't want to do that either. But but the big fear was just walking away from, from a steady job. And that's really, really scary to do. And quite honestly, that was probably the hardest thing to do. How did you convince yourselves to, to take that step? Was it, uh, was it yourself or was it your husband or was it the two of you backwards and forwards? How did you uh, pluck up the courage between you to do that? I, I had done it before, so I, I knew yes. that it, it's okay. Like, you will survive. If yeah. you need to go back, it's okay. You still can do it. They're not, you're not giving away your education. You're not giving away your experience. You're just taking a break. So, yeah. so for me, I could kind of talk myself into it a little bit. Um, for my husband, I think I, um, I think last winter, I just reminded him how cold it was every single day. And we don't have to do this next year. <laughs> we we can be on a beach instead of in the freezing cold. And so I I, I think it was just more of a realization that that um, we just weren't we weren't happy being in the cold for for six seven months a year. So yeah. we we needed something to change. Yeah, and you have to take that leap eventually. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's certainly a common lament amongst Canadians. I'm sitting here, it's been snowing all day in British Columbia, where I am, in the mountains. Oh, no. So let's switch from the snow of British Columbia to Thailand. Tell me about Thailand. How are things going there? Oh, it's been amazing. This, it's, uh, it was a challenge to get in. And at some point, we were like, yeah. that's it. We're not doing this. It's not worth it. They, they, they require a lot of paperwork. Um, but from the second we arrived, it's been absolutely incredible. We've um, it's it's so cost effective. We've made mistakes along the way, which which increased some of our costs. But um, education, right? Um, yeah. It's been hot. People are friendly. The food is delicious, 
and we are right on a beach. So we've just been going to the beach every single day, seeing the different sites of Phuket. Um, it's been a dream. It's been everything we would hope it would be so far. And I mean, I hope it continues because it's been so good and worth every single piece of paperwork that yes. we submitted. <laughs> yeah. So I think you were renting when you were living in Toronto. So was it relatively easy for you to just get up and go? Or was there a lot of preparation to, uh, to move yourselves to Thailand? There, there was a ton of preparation. Um, we are here for a couple of months at least. So we had to, fill, we had to apply for special tourist visas. Um, finding information online isn't easy. So we searched and searched and searched. Even when you go on the Thai website, it was just, where do you find this visa application? Everything was yeah. really, really hard. So when we finally got our, our um, applications, some of the questions were just, were just oh, they were just so confusing and there was nobody there to help and nobody was answering yeah. their phone calls. Um, once we got the visas, we then uh, applied for a Thailand pass. We did the whole Thailand pass. And again, I think... Um, my husband was accepted. I was rejected, even though we oh. had the exact same information in there. <laughs> so I had to reapply. And then I then got accepted the second time with the exact same information. So it was just okay. a little stressful. Did they just put them in random piles, like accepted, rejected, accepted, rejected, just completely randomly? It's, or? <laughs> it's the only explanation. Yeah. The only explanation, because <laughs> it was the exact same application twice. But we left on January 2nd. And on December 19th, they shut down Ontario because of COVID. And yeah. we just thought we were in the clear in November and that the, this would kind of be in the background. And we didn't think COVID would be so, so present. And then we weren't yeah. sure if we were going to be able to go. And we... <laughs> We basically had to cancel our family Christmases so that nobody would infect yeah. us and isolate ourselves in our condo. It was we 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 say that it's a miracle that we got here. So yeah, <laughs> it was very stressful getting here. And so that now that you're there, how are you finding Sunday nights these days? Sunday night is actually amazing. It's um one of those things where I I was very very cognizant of the fact that I didn't like Sunday nights. So I'm like, let's make every Sunday night amazing. And so normally now we order a pizza and we eat it on the beach with a few drinks and watch the sunset. And what's less dreadful than that? Wow. So yeah, and so, or amazing. we get a massage or get ice cream or something, but we make sure our Sunday nights are amazing because we've Fantastic. had too many that aren't. So just a couple of final uh, questions for you, Angie. First of all, what does the future hold for you? I know you're planning to stay in Thailand uh, for a couple of months. What does the future look like after that? It's a good question. Um, we haven't fully decided yet. Um, taking, like I said, just the few, first few months just to unwind, relax, um, get accustomed to this new world. And we both would like to start doing something to make some money. We have some of our, some ideas. Um, but we just have to start executing on some of them. It's we 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 want to keep working. We want to keep um, being able to contribute to the world. It's just in a different way than we have in the past. Including both the the three months that you took in uh, Paris uh, and um, quitting work now. How how has quitting work changed how you think about your life? It's so funny because I, I, I think of myself as just like some boring accountant. So even when you reached out to me, I was like, why does anyone want to hear my story? I'm so boring. Um, I guess I just I think I just look at life a little differently than people. I, I, I just feel like 
we're alive and healthy now, we have to make the most of it. We have to grab the most out of life. And, and, and I think people do that in different ways. Some people have families, some people find, um, some people start companies, some people travel, it's, it's, it's how you want it to be. Just make sure you're doing it. Make sure you're out there and you're doing something that you love because life is too short to, to, to just be miserable all day. <laughs> I don't know many accountants who are doing what you're doing, so uh, it's been a lot of fun to have this conversation with you. Listeners, if you'd like to connect with Angie, you can find her on Instagram at FILand. That's uh, F dot I underscore land. Angie, thanks so much for joining me on the QuickBook podcast. Great. Thank you so much, Mark. Thanks for listening to the Quit Work Podcast. I love talking to people who have taken the bold step of quitting their job to start living their true life. Join me for a fresh conversation every week. Subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel at quitworkprojects.com. And if you have any comments on this episode, or if you'd like to tell your own Quit Work story, I'd love to hear from you. Contact me at quitworkprojects.com or on Twitter or Instagram at quitworkproject. I hope you too find your way to quitting work and living your true life.